Hey everybody, you've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. And this is Josh. And look who's come crawling back to the Mayfair. It's Andrew. <laughs> no, and Andrew, no. no, I meant you. It was, me. it was always me. You I, left us for your big shot job where you don't got to speak English anymore. You replaced me with Lloyd Kaufman. <laughs> so you, you did the big shot thing first, so I'm just back to get my throne back. Our greatest episode. That Lloyd Kaufman episode. So I have learned that Troma puts fake tags on their posts. Okay. So for this one, they said thanks to Mayfair Theater, or sorry, for the previous one with Lloyd and Patty, said thanks to at Josh Groban. Oh. Making a joke right. about me. So what has happened oh, no. is that the trail has spread and maybe a dozen or so Josh Groban super fans yeah. were confused as to why this isn't a Josh Groban podcast. Oh, no. But we still got the listens out of it. That's right? all I care about. <laughs> yeah. So if you're listening now. They're hooked. Or we hope we you hope. enjoy the non-Josh. I would love to have Josh Groban on, sure, if he Apparently wants to be on a. fun. Like, I've heard yeah. he's a nice guy. I don't want to talk to him mainly about his participation in Polar Express. Oh, man. The oh, most he... hated movie in Mayfair history. I don't even know if I knew he was involved, but like, if we can get him to do like uh, Absent Fools or I'm combining two things. <laughs> Company of Fools, Absent Friends, either one, you know. Yeah. That would be amazing. Sing along with Groban? Well, he did, if not more, he did the big climactic sappy song, God. I believe. I to, to be fair, I have not seen the movie. I don't know if that's oh, a you've shock. You've never seen it? I've never been forced to see it. Like I'm I'm just of that age where like I didn't I don't know, I don't have kids and I was too old to watch it. No offense to anyone who loves it. Yeah. But also, you constantly talk <laughs> about how terrible it is. It's so I feel bad. I mean, other films by Zemeckis I love. Tom Hanks is, of course, one of the greatest human beings on the right. planet. Absolutely. Josh but Groban. Josh Groban see, seems to have a very good yes. sense of humor about everything. Yeah. It's just, it's of an era of the baby steps of CG and motion capture and all yeah. that stuff. So I saw it. I mean, what is it? Like a 2003 movie? It's, it just it's, always existed in yeah. my mind. Like it never was made. It just I exists. saw it long enough ago that I watched it. I believe on CBC TV at my mom's house at Christmas time oh, yeah. one year. Yeah, so yeah. it was one of those kind of things. And I just remember being shell shocked about how, what do they call it? Uncanny Valley. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, <laughs> the, yeah. the animation is. The just genuine creepiness, genuine creepiness. And then I saw Hanks on Letterman a few years ago before Letterman went away, and he was making fun of it, where he was making fun of himself, being like, yeah, I'm the creepy dead eyed hobo in. <laughs> Saying that, yeah. every year we screen it with a rental with a local group who has this big free screening and it's packed because people love free and it's the Christmas yeah. spirit. And the woman who hosts it, bless her little heart, she gets, I think it was one of those things where it's like her kids or grandkids favorite book. So she has this real uh. emotional attachment to it. And I can't get past how creepy and dead eyed yeah. he is. So uh, make sure to join us for Jeez. Polar Express. That's, which is coming up frighteningly soon. Oh, God, even yeah. Even though I don't acknowledge anything past Halloween right now. You got to come see it just out of, just Man. to do it. Just to... I just... <laughs> I, don't, I haven't even seen Beowulf, so I mean... Oh, if, yeah. If we're watching the, like, not-quite-there-yet graphics movies. <laughs> I love Zemeckis of the 80s a lot. And, you know, even um, Flight, I thought, was pretty great. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, Denzel, you know, he's, yeah. you know, Denzel. So. And that was kind of his big comeback to real people, yeah. I think. 
But then the the last one we screened too, the one with Steve Carell, didn't really oh, like that one. Yeah. Uh, oh man. Yeah. Our, um, our Marwin. Marwin. Something yeah. about Return to Marwin. The documentary is great. Yeah. And the movie just didn't come together for me. I I do know a few people who really liked it, but for me, I just it didn't come together for me. Yeah. It's one of those. Things, I mean, and uh, like I guess. That's Joe Dante might be a little bit like that as well, you know, where it's just... I don't even know. How did we get on to talking about Robert Zemeckis' Christmas movies? I, I, I don't I'm know what... Sure. I mean, it doesn't just have to be Christmas. My but brain like, just stopped and I was like, wait, what are we talking about? I think it, it always ends up being one of these like, oh, I loved blank fr- stuff from the 80s. Yeah. And then it's like, you know, in the 90s were hit and miss and now not so great. It's like, you can really just insert a lot of, you know, with all due respect to a lot of people. <laughs> They're all listening right now. Yeah. just a single tear. Oh, man. Yeah, John Carpenter is just crying like tears of money at this point. You're just like, oh, you didn't like vampires or anything after? Well, I'm getting mad checks, so... I would love to go see... Uh, a friend of mine went to see him live. Oh, yeah. That, I would love to yeah, see that. Yeah, pretty great. I love his music, and not even ironically. Like, yeah. I, I really love that simplicity of the keyboard and mm. Halloween and that kind of stuff. And supposedly his live show is really great, and he just kind of... That's what he loves doing now. Yeah. And so he's doing the soundtracks again for the next couple Halloween movies, from mm. what I understand. Yeah. And his love of the game for that has made him go, ah, maybe I'll try again. But I think he just got so jaded with, like so many people, yeah. just got jaded with Hollywood. And he was just like, ah, I'll just collect checks. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. It just, you know, like I think he could, I still could see him directing a movie. Like, you know, he yeah. he's capable of it at this point. But but yeah, he may just not care at this point. And it's been a while because his last... Like The Ward, I think, was the last one. His last Hollywood movie was Mars? Uh, Ghost of Mars? Man. Yeah, I guess it was. Like, yeah, because, like, yeah, the ward was, was I guess... It was, like, a little budget. indie kind of thing, yeah. But even still, that was, like... That was still, like, 2007, I want to say? 2009, God. maybe? Like, so he just hasn't... I mean, he's been he's been getting a lot of credits. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, and, he's and, smart, where... It's kind of like we talked about with Child's Play, where the creator of Child's Play took the noble high ground and yeah. said, no, I don't want an executive producer credit on the new Child's Play movie. Yeah. And then... I humbly submit that that might have been the best Child's Play yeah, movie. <laughs> I loved it. I feel so weird. Although there is a following for it. I was afraid it was going to be one of those things that just was like, no, this sucks. I hate it. Yeah. But there actually is a pretty strong following for the new Child's Play and like a lot of people defending it. And But it's, it's just inevitable when you have a remake of a classic that you're just... I think some of those people never even see the movie. It's just, yeah. this won't be good, therefore I won't. I saw that about a guy, there was someone talking about It Chapter 2 not being as good, which I actually agree with, but just because of how good the first one was. And yeah. then someone chimed in and was like, oh yeah, no, I'm not surprised. I never even bothered with the first one. So <laughs> yeah. what are you doing here? Like, why are you, I just don't understand those people who are just like, oh yeah, I assume those sucked. Yeah, and you're like, well, maybe give it a try on your own sometime, but... Well, it's kind of what just happened with Scorsese, where... I love Scorsese, and I totally get what he means, and he's he's a grumpy old man on the porch. Yeah, who's still making great stuff. Who's still making so. great stuff. But when he just carte blanche says all superhero movies are bad, yeah. all comic book movies are bad, yeah. that they're not worth your time, I'm like, have you seen Scott Pilgrim? Have you seen Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah, and if you we're know? doing graphic novels as well, you know, like Road to Perdition. Exactly. And, I mean, so much stuff that, V for Vendetta, you know, that's like legit films. Yeah, to just, and I'd like to hear him maybe, I'd love to see him sit down with your James Gunn's yeah. and your Edgar Wright's and maybe say, hey, you know, yeah. we're not all bad. Well, yeah, because James Gunn, I think, even uh, replied to him on Twitter. About yeah. That, and you're just, you're just kind of like heartbroken that he, his hero kind of seemingly hates his work. Well, and... <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy or Avengers, these movies, 
and yes, I'm a giant nerd, but <laughs> bring me to tears and yeah. have me at the edge of my seat and oh, man, the yeah. acting talent on it. Like you can't throw away Benedict Cumberbatch or Robert Downey Jr. or Josh mm. Brolin. Like these are the highest caliber Hollywood actors we have. Oh yeah. So Kate Blanchett, you know. And like, compared to kind of would he have said the same thing about Planet of the Apes back in the day? You know, it's the same kind of maybe, stuff. Maybe. So I don't know. I I, I I'm not angry at Scorsese. I think we could all get along. Yeah, yeah. You know? As we book one of his films. Oh, God, yeah, <laughs> like, of course. We welcome him to do a Q&A to yeah, explain himself at the Mayfair Theater. It's like Ebert. I loved Ebert. But one of his last big things was, and, you know, there's not a lot of good video game movies, but he basically came out and was like, video games aren't worth anything. Yeah, yeah. Anyone who likes video games is a fool, basic. Something to that effect. Yeah, effect. and it was another old man on his porch yelling. Mm-hmm. And, again, like, you look at especially modern video games. Yeah. You write a script, you have actors, you film it or you animate it, mm-hmm. you edit it, you put on a musical score by a actual composer. Well, for years. like, And it's beautiful and it has cinematography. Yeah, it's something. Like, th- this isn't Pac-Man. Yeah. You know, this is yeah. a thing. Which is also great, but... <laughs> yeah, I never get too riled up. Like, some people get really riled up by this. Oh, yeah. And it's like, if Scorsese doesn't like superhero movies, and I joke where it's like, Gwen, my wife doesn't think that Beavis and Butthead do America is cinema, where I think that's wow. genuinely yeah. a great piece of work. It's funny. But we're not going to split up, you know? <laughs> it's, no. it's, so, yeah, it seemed like back in the day, someone was talking about this, like, back in the 70s, in the 80s, you could go to a movie with a friend or read a review or walk out of a movie and not like it and just mm. go, oh, that wasn't very good. Do you want to go get some pizza? Yeah. And your life would move on, where now people feel that if they don't like the Last Jedi, they have to spend the next year of their lives oh, just God, doing least. nothing but yelling about it. More like three plus oh my God. ongoing years. Yeah, where I'm just like, <laughs> okay, you didn't like it, fine. And my go-to example, which I don't know if it makes me hypocritical, but I always use the example of Transformers. I saw the first two movies, didn't like them, did not see the next whatever three movies, Yeah. but I don't have a blog or a Twitter account where I trash Michael Bay or whoever all the time. I just mm. go, yeah, I didn't like it. <laughs> you like, say in person you trash Michael Bay, though. Yeah, if I ever see him. <laughs> yeah, we have a strict no Michael Bay policy. I was told that when I come <laughs> yeah. to work here. We never, I always meant to do that, but I think it's too mean. It's, <laughs> it's not punching down, it's punching up because he's a successful millionaire yeah. filmmaker, but of having like a, one of those like, Ghostbusters, like yes. no Michael Bay's allowed. Yeah, that's no. You get the Ghostbusters two with the thing. It's yeah, like, no two Michael Bay's allowed. Michael Bay free since two thousand nine. Oh man, yeah, and it, which is a shame because I genuinely love the movie The Rock, but that's right. more about the cast, like Cage and Connery and Ed Harris. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Anyone could have directed that, and, and I would have been into it. Well, I even with open arms said, "I'm going to give this guy a second chance. Maybe he'll have a good smaller film without a bigger film." And then I saw that movie he did with Marky Mark and The Rock. Oh, yeah, Pain and Gain. And I really disliked it. <laughs> and I was going in ready. I'm like, hey, you know, I could not like something and like something else. But yeah. So I didn't even like his shot at doing... I wouldn't call that a low-budget movie, but there was not no quite. giant robots punching each no. other. But, I mean, it was based on a true story about murderers and like I, <laughs> making it a comedy and kind of glorifying them almost like i didn't see the movie but from what i had heard there was yeah. a lot of people who were very uncomfortable with it right you're like you're humanizing and making comedic these dudes who killed people persons or whatever spoiler i guess spoiler. <laughs> so pain and gain and murder you know so yeah it's weird but i'm still hoping we'll we'll screen the rock i'm still hoping for nicholas cage <laughs> one fest number one yeah. number two the rock in nicholas cage fest I just posted on Twitter, somebody posted some really cool drawings that Tim Burton did of Superman Lives. 
Oh, yeah. And my little comment was, I sometimes genuinely ponder the alternate universe that would have been Superman Lives. Yeah. Like, imagine if we lived in a world where Superman Lives came out and either A, was a super hit, or B, was a super flop. How different would that have domino-affected Nick Cage's career, yeah. Tim Burton's career, Kevin Smith's career? Man. It's very... Because it was such a weird movie. Yeah. Or the, the drawings of it, the concept right. of it. Just the thought of... You know, you look at Superman of Christopher Reeve. Right. Or even the guy I didn't like in Justice League looks like Superman and Nick Cage. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's a very different Superman. Yeah, because you'd almost think it would be like Batman Returns meets Superman or something with the creepiness and the gothic aspects or whatever. But then the Kevin Smith stuff is more geeky, so I don't know. Like, And that... then they thought they would have kind of the first bit of world building for such a thing where... Michael Keaton might have had a cameo in it. Yeah. And the thought of Nick Cage Superman having Jeez. a conversation with Michael Keaton Batman. Weird. That's weird. Yeah. It's, it's all weird. It's all... I can't process... Or even, like, I remember Tom uh, Cruise was supposed to be Iron Man at yeah, one point. Yeah, that would have like, been different. Even that or just not having Robert Downey Jr. Like, oh, both God. are insanely weird. Tom Cruise is a good actor, but you think of... Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man. Oh, yeah. Like, he is Tony Stark. He keeps that universe together, you know? Yeah. Or kept or whatever. I love anytime you hear that, any kind of Will Smith turned down the Matrix to do Wild Wild West. Yeah. I love any of those <sighs> things because it really does run Lola, run our universe yeah. of where would Keanu be if he didn't have the Matrix under his belt? Yeah. You know, all these kind of things. It's Just insane. It's it's always interesting to ponder the, the or like Christopher Walken as Han Solo. Yeah, that's that, that. What? Where would we be? I don't know. And we all we all act like it's a big joke, or like you know, oh, that wouldn't have been good. But we wouldn't know if it wasn't yeah. good because you didn't know what you got. You know, like or if George Lucas had an idea at first where, and it's so funny that Willow came out after Return of the Jedi. Yeah, where Han, Luke, and Leia were the main characters were all going to be little people. Mm -hmm. That would have been different. I that would have been. <laughs> yeah, or even him making you know episode seven. You yeah, know, seven, eight, nine with them. God, because yeah. just imagine like. Them in the uh, 80s, 90s, 2000s, whatever. It's just, but like, I don't know. I really liked, you know, Last Jedi and, you know, oh, I love that. So Jedi. it's like, well, I don't know what to say about it. I love that, that somebody, like, uh, not a troll, but I love that somebody came to you, whatever it was, on Facebook or Twitter and yeah. said, wait, are you being serious about liking Last Jedi? He was so flabbergasted <laughs> yeah. that somebody liked Last Jedi. Yeah, like, is this a troll thing? And I was like, <laughs> is this a troll thing? Because it's like, I will tell you what I liked about it, but like, I'm not trying to convince you. I yeah. don't care that you don't like it. Are you going to make fun of me? <laughs> yeah, like, I, I don't, I've, I'm beyond, I just hit an age at one point where I stopped caring what anyone thought about what I yeah. liked. You know, I used to have my like top 10 movies, top 10 albums through a like filter of, oh, what's someone going to think? And then I just stopped caring. And I'm like, you know what? I, the Running Man is one of my favorite movies. I don't care. There is a point that I think we're past. I'm sure maybe not for 13 year olds, but I always remember a point when I was like a real little kid I don't think you were allowed to like Weezer and Nirvana. <laughs> I don't think you were allowed to like Beastie Boys and New Kids on the Block, whatever. Yeah. Oh, man, that's probably still true. <laughs> but, and I don't think I was too bad about it, but imagine if you were the kid. I, God, it was in It, wasn't it? Where if you're a kid who really likes New Kids on the Block yeah. in 1989, you probably wouldn't wear the shirt to school. Yeah. And it's kind of like that with movies where if you just admit, like, if, I, if someone just liked Transformers movie... I wouldn't tear them down. Yeah. I would just say I didn't like it. You yeah. Know? And there's also some people who just want to like it because they love the cartoon. So they're just like, I will like this. Yeah. You know, it's it's a big screen, big budget. You know, I, I'll enjoy this. 
and I, I joke about that too, where I'm just easily appeased yeah. with, say, like a dinosaur movie, <laughs> where if a dinosaur movie was just dinosaurs hanging out and yeah. eating shrubbery for two hours, yeah. I'd be like, wow, look we at that dinosaur. A dog driving a car. You're like, yeah. oh my God, how does he have a license? Yeah. Like, is that a dog license? Is I'd be a bad for? critic, because even a bad movie, I really am apologetic because I just know how hard it is to make movies and with rare exception nobody tries to make a bad movie Yeah, and so I'm just like ah the cinematography was great or the score was good and even a movie that got trashed like say Phantom Menace comes to mind I look at it and I'm like Wow, that lightsaber scene was cool, or John Williams' score was great. Yeah, you know, I, I, I kind <laughs> I'm of, sure there's other things. There's other things. Um... It was all in focus. <laughs> yeah, but it, a movie. If I don't like a movie, you should be like, wow, yeah. because I'm an easy date. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Easy, like... Especially because you're usually getting the free tickets if it's not here, which exactly. is also free. Yeah. So you're like, man, if I didn't like a movie, I didn't pay to see. That really sucked. Yeah, like it's been a while since I saw a movie that was. I but. And this is funny too. I remember went to see Transformers Two with a friend of mine, and here I got free tickets somehow. There you go. And we're there, we're watching it, and we're just like queasy. Yeah. And then at the end, three hundred other people, as the end credit hit, burst into applause. Man. And we looked at each other like we were on candid camera. We were like, "What?" <laughs> that would be the way to get you in particular too. Yeah. It's like Michael Bay. It's Transformers, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you're like, "Okay, this is for sure a troll job." So we were in the minority in that crowd where yeah. those other people were entertained. That's so weird. And then you can't fault. I think it's Paramount Pictures or Steven Spielberg yeah. because they didn't make five movies because they had a story to tell. They made five <laughs> movies because parts one through four all made a whole bunch of money. Yeah, it's the business. It's like making shoes. Like yeah. they're gonna keep making the blue shoe yeah. if that blue shoe keeps selling. They have sh- blue shoes now. What? Oh, man. That's exciting. <laughs> to the shoe store, man. I, I, as a side note, I love that a story they didn't have to tell is still two, three hours long. Like the <laughs> second one was like two hours long at least. Oh I god, think. Like, yeah, maybe longer. I remember part two, and I don't know. Maybe I'll see three, four, and five eventually, but I just you won't. My friend who watches everything as well, he just shook his head and was like, "Don't, <laughs> don't." <laughs> just he warned me. Oh, but part two, which is like ten years ago, I was just an old man because it starts out. And, you know, you watch a Star Wars movie or a Western or Footloose, and you can kind of tell who the good <laughs> guy... Very specific movies you're yeah, the, right now. Yeah, the good guy or the bad guy is. Yeah. But Transformers 2 started, and it was just a blur of robots fighting. Yeah. And I didn't know who was good, who was bad. <laughs> I didn't know what was happening. Yeah. And after the movie ended, I couldn't tell you the plot. I knew yeah. that Shia LaBeouf was doing something with a map. And there's like, racist robots, I've heard. Like, there's, Oh my god, super racist that's robots. That's the only thing I know about that movie. Like, blackface robots, essentially. Yeah. It was Like, rough. The, the crows from the Walt Disney... Uh, Pretty Dumbo, much. It, it was an ice cream truck. Was it two ice cream trucks? It was an ice cream truck that turned into a robot... <laughs> oh my god. ...that had bling and... Oh my god. Like gold teeth and spoke in a like minute. a robot. Did it have like the munchies and stuff? Like is that what you're implying here? Is that it was like they were like it was like a Rasta robot or something? Like I remember it sounded like short circuit. God. Like Johnny Five. But it was But he wasn't racist. It was rough. <laughs> or was he? I don't remember. Well Short Circuit Two had the racist Fisher Stevens, I think it was, in Brownface. He was in both. Oh, yeah. hey, there you he go. Was, he was the character who came back in part two because Steve Gutenberg <laughs> was too busy to come back and do part two. Okay, if Steve Gutenberg's too busy, because <laughs> yeah. he was in Two Lava, Two Lanchula, so... <laughs> that was the glory days of Gutenberg. When, is, oh, man. We have covered so much. So much ground. And there's movies playing this week. Yeah, we're 20 minutes in, and even if I cut a bit of this, we're going to jump into this because we have... It's not all our movies, but we have 10 movies oh, screening this week. And okay. the reason being is... 
five of them are like one night only movies. Oh man, is so, one of them the fake triple bill? No, that's next week. Okay, so, I won't get ahead of myself. Yeah, if you're reading about this triple bill that's advertised, that is Curse of Buckout Road, Black Christmas, and Curse of Buckout Road, you might deduce that it's not a triple bill because triple bills don't usually have the same movie yeah, yeah. book ending. And it. it's not chapter one and chapter two. No, <laughs> that's just three movies playing back to back. Yeah. That if you want to, you could buy three tickets. But sure. Yeah, so that's strange. So same I think, distributor, but that's it. Yeah, people are going to be smart enough to figure that out, I yeah. believe. So... October 11th through 17th, Halloween month. We're in the trenches of it now. Love it. Some non-Halloween movies this week. Normal movies this week. Boo. Boo. Don't come see these. (laughs) Wait, no. Please support us. The Ottawa premiere of Lucky Day, which is neat that we have Mm -hmm. as we're screening Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, because this is... Quentin's ex-partner Roger Avery. They're collaborating again at the Mayfair Theater. They're collaborating. They're back together. <laughs> Yay! Not since Jerry Lewis and Dean Martin. Oh man! So I think these fellas broke up not well. Right. I don't think it was amicable. And Lucky Day is a very Roger slash Quentin Pulp Fiction looking type film with an ensemble cast and a crime thing and cool music in the trailer and Crispin Glover with a really big gun. I didn't even know he was in it until your post. I was like, okay, wait a minute. Friend of Mayfair, Crispin Glover. The trailer looks like a Roger Avery film. It's if Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs, and... Rules of Attraction. Rules of Attraction. (laughs) And what's the other one? Killing Zoe. Killing Zoe. It looks like one of those. There you go. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I think that'll be good. And it's interesting that he's in the trenches of low-budget filmmaking while Quentin is doing these $100 million movies. Yeah. And like I said before, I think I angered Andrew, but <laughs> I don't dislike Quentin at all, but I think I like Roger Avery better. I guess you'll know soon. Like, this yeah. might be the thing this that This might decides. be the thing, yeah. Then we have a international film called Brit Marie Was Here. I almost wish Lee was on the podcast today because the actress in it is Anakin Skywalker's mum oh nice yeah we were just i can perfectly picture because we were just talking about phantom menace and her name's pernilla august and in sweden in international she's a big shot wow. she's won an award at Cannes, and i believe the venice film fest so Man. she is like an international meryl streeper glenn close and here us nerds just go <laughs> hey it's annie's mom <laughs> yeah yeah oh god the sand people were so mean yeah. to her <laughs> And so this is based on a best-selling novel, and it looks like one of those middle-aged plus woman divorces her jerk husband and finds a second life kind of feel-good oh, nice. movie. A Mayfair classic. A Mayfair classic. Then we have another Ottawa premiere called Buddy, and it is a movie that I give odds that will make me burst into tears. Oh, man. Because it's a, you can bring your dog? Because you... Well, it's a, it's a dog documentary. And if, if one of the dogs in that movie dies... Yeah. Uh, I'm done. And, and uh, it's actually a dog-umentary. Dog- Please oh, get that yeah. right. Come on. You <laughs> have a dog. Dog-umentary. Jeez. That's why we had to ask you to leave. <laughs> I forgot what it was. That, that was the thing. Starts on the 11th. We have it the 11th through the 16th. And that is going to be a bring your dog matinee on the Saturday and Sunday. Okay. Which people never bring their dogs to. So bring your dogs. Oh, it's awesome. That's fun. Back yeah. in the day, we did it for years ago for Up, for yeah. Pixar's Up. And we must have had 40 dogs here. And it was so much fun. All the dogs behaved in the parts of the movie where the dogs see a squirrel and go, squirrel, and I'll bark. Yeah. All the dogs on screen would bark. And then all the dogs in the audience would bark. <laughs> it was so fun. And you barked for and some I barked. reason. You're yeah. like, I'm getting into it. So the last couple of times, we had a couple of puppy dogs show up. But... Bring your dogs. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. Holy cow. Another Ottawa premiere. <laughs> this is why we have so much this week. This is a one night only one. Mr. America. Shoot. What's the name of that comedy troupe? Tim and Eric? Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Tim and Eric, awesome show, great job. Yeah, so it's, it's the show. It's though it's that guy. So it's I think it's just wait, is it Tim or Eric? It's uh, Eric, I do okay. believe. I've never watched any Tim or Eric, yeah. so I don't have an opinion at all. I know they're very popular. Yeah. So I think this is essentially a Tim and Eric esque film. Yeah. A political dark comedy weirdness mockumentary probably. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we have that coming up for one night only. Then the the aforementioned Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is back for a couple more screenings. This is its third week. Excellent. I haven't, I haven't seen it yet. So It's very fun. I don't know even how to put this into words, but I think Quentin Tarantino makes great entertaining films. Yeah. He's just not good at making... Like, he doesn't yeah. follow the rules. So it's not like first act, second act, yeah. third act. This is going to happen here. This yeah. is going to happen here. It's not concise. It's yeah. everything in There'll in be there. narration for a little bit, then not narration. Yeah. It'll jump into the future. It, it, there's not yeah. really a villain. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's, it's based on real events, but doesn't, you know, it changes events as well, yeah. I guess. And it's like with, like, Pulp Fiction, of course, it was almost an anthology, but not an anthology. Yeah. And it didn't follow the rules of, like, ABCD. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing wrong with it. But it's so interesting that a movie so acclaimed and so much fun has had so much walkouts and i don't know whether it's just because it's long i didn't even realize that. yeah a number of walkouts and i don't know if it's just the rule of people thinking it's going to be a traditional film yeah and then get offended at certain violence you had kind of pointed out that there's probably going to be like some prestige crowd people coming yeah it's not a documentary but you know that it's going to be more of a straightforward thing based in the 69 and yeah wait a minute there's violence and so yeah it's I almost want to start doing like an exit poll where it's, it's, it's not, you know, dozens of people, but say like two people will walk out. Yeah. I want to be like, what offended you? Why are you leaving? Yeah. Like we should have Andrew do it. He's yeah. Like, uh, excuse me. This How is my you? favorite Tarantino movie. Yeah. I've seen it 34 times. Oh man. I'm really nervous to see it because I, I think if I don't like it, Andrew won't talk to me again. Yeah, probably. <laughs> then we have Zeroville, which interestingly enough is another 1969 hollywood film this one from james franco the director of the disaster artist it has kind of an all-star cast of franco friends craig robinson's in it seth rogan's in it will ferrell's in it is dave franco in it probably i feel like he's not in the trailer but i bet you he shows up yeah so yeah an interesting kind of companion piece to once upon a time in hollywood that we just by happenstance have then I forgot it is actually this week, so I stand corrected. It is this week for Curse of Bucket Road and Black Christmas. There's so many movies this week, I forgot. (laughs) That is a Canadian film, Curse of Bucket Road. It is one night only, two screenings at 5 o'clock and 9 o'clock on the 17th. The producer, John Gillespie, will be in attendance to do a little introduction. Oh, nice. And it has some interesting character actors in it. Henry Cerny, Danny Glover, and Colm Fiore. What? Yeah, I think they all. I bet you those are all kind of like smaller parts. That's so you know? random. Yeah, but they're in it. I've heard pretty good stuff about it actually. Well, like, and some good buzz. Yeah, it won best feature film and screenplay at Blood in the Snow Canadian Film Festival. Oh wow! So yeah, and they're so, kind of friends of the Mayfair. We've done their event. short film fest yeah, yeah. and some stuff like that. So that's cool. So yeah, so and then what they're doing is they're bookending Buckout Road, and in between at seven o'clock, kind of another rare chance to see a horror movie at seven o'clock. Yeah, is the 1974 Canadian classic. Black Christmas. Man, which is an absolute all-timer. Like, that's in my top ten. Horror. If you don't know kind of the twists and turns of it, yeah. just come see it. Yeah, it, and it still gets under your skin. Like, it really yeah. does. Like, just like the original Evil Dead, you know? It's still powerful. And it really was an influence on so much. It came out before Halloween. Mm-hmm. Of course, before Scream. Like, decades yeah. before. So it, it really is kind of the 
maybe the cornerstone of that. Yeah, same year as Texas Chainsaw, I believe. So, so it's kind of that teen final girl kind of movie. It's funny that although we're showing it seemingly a bit early for a Christmas film, we're actually screening it at the exact same time it was released in 1974, wow. October 17th. That's... Jeez. Insane. I yeah. assume they knew that when they booked this. I think it's just <laughs> bizarre coincidence. That's incredible. Yeah, because I feel guilty. I'm like, I want to save it for December, but yeah. I want to see it on the big screen as well. Yeah, so back in the 70s, they released it that early to get the Halloween huh. crowd. And then I guess back then movies stuck around a long time. So maybe they were hoping to have it stick around two months yeah. and still be around for Christmas time. So That's pretty wild. Okay. Oh, God, we're running out of time. Then we have... Too many movies. Then we have the 122nd consecutive month of The Room. That madness speaks for itself. Yeah, enough said. And then a very special Saturday morning all-you-can-eat cereal cartoon party with all Halloween cartoons. Yeah, I love that you're panicking now. You're like, we gotta finish up. We gotta cartoons, go. cartoons. I'm just watching the clock because yeah. we ran late because we had a power outage and we had the internet go down. Yeah, and I took my time getting here. Eric got here late. Job. And then some guy came to drop off a check. It's a lot, which was good. But the check part's great, but yeah. yeah. But so yeah, Saturday Morning Cartoons, I'm excited about this because oh, we got so excited. the offer from our curator. Usually she doesn't have time to do extra stuff. I had said, any chance of a Halloween one? Ages ago. Yeah. And she said she didn't have the resources, didn't have the stuff, whatever. She found some stuff. Other people requested it because I think she has a minimal of like four cinemas have yeah. to request it for it to be worth her while. Right. So we just had one. We're going to have another one in December. I don't know what it is yet, but it's. I believe it's going to be all... Christmas special, or sorry, what? Halloween specials. That would be a bust. And so I'm just guessing whether yeah. it's Saturday morning cartoons that have a scary episode right. or actual Halloween specials. Yeah, I'm fine with both. It'll be fun. So yeah, get dressed up, wear yeah. a costume, wear your pajamas, wear yeah, pajamas yeah. and a costume. And then bring your dog after that. Yeah. <laughs> if you have to, bring your dog to cartoons. Yeah, yeah, we might be able to But make dress exception. the dog up in a costume. Yeah, yeah, it's the only way. He's a, a dog. Like, <laughs> wow, great costume. This is my cat. Yeah, it's really good. Just put a red cape on it. It can be crypto. Done. <laughs> These are all good ideas. Okay, so we're going to cut things just slightly short. Oh, we're still at half After an hour. Jeez. But uh, I, can, that up. I can hear people coming. I can hear people it's coming It's just in. one guy who's loud, I think. <laughs> yeah. But it's still. We'll find out. We'll find out. He's freaking out. I want my <laughs> ticket. Where's that cartoons? So thanks for listening, everybody. Do visit our friends at House of Tiger across the street. If you're around in October, they have Half Price Pierogi Wednesdays, which is what I will be eating tonight. Oh, man. And oh, it's Wednesday. What did I see? They had a new... Oh, they have Francis Ford Coppola's Frankenstein pinball. What? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. We can be found at mayfairtheater.ca. We are on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And we'll see you soon at the Mayfair for more awesome Halloween month screenings. Yay. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye. Are we going to uh, go and play that uh, Frankenstein game now? Or do you have <laughs> yeah, to work? Forget the movies. <laughs> we got to go play Frankenstein. Don't tell me things like that and then act like I'm not going to do it. Hey, look, it worked in everything. I'm a technical genius. Don't brag yet. We don't know for sure that it worked. Remember those idyllic scenes out of your childhood? Crisp winter nights, sleigh bells, crackling yule logs. Remember those. Remember them well. After Black Christmas, they'll never be the same again. Black Christmas. If this movie doesn't make your skin crawl, it's on too tight. Rated R.